That was perfect. <laughs> that was great. Oh, thank you, Karis. Um, I'm looking at the time and going, boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to boil this down into a uh, a really neat little package. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, so I might have to extend till next week. But we'll um, we'll 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 start the process. Okay, um, let's uh, let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for um, the testimony today um, of what uh, what you can do when we all come together. That you can do uh, in. So in so many ways, in, in helping each other, uh, physically helping one another get through um, physical processes to um, when we come together that we are able to work, uh, work out our differences, that we can feel true love and community. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to do that in our, our each individual family unit and as, as a church body together, let us be a family, and Lord, even as we reach across, um, you know, physically reach across streets to um, other uh, Christians and other churches, that we can be that family committed to you first and committed to one another in love, and so we can see great things happen. Lord, as we open your word Please speak to us, help us, help us to hear and uh, help us to understand. Lord, open, open our hearts to understand and to um, hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. I have no idea how I'm going to get through this, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, you know, the Lord showed me something this week. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the book of Revelation, one more time, go to chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21, um, when I, I, I saw these three pictures uh, right here all together, and I thought, you know what, that's a great way, there, there's, uh, God's doing something when he shows three very, very different pictures of the church inside of like two chapters, uh, three chapters. Uh, you know, we looked at the bride of Christ, we looked at the army of God, and now we're going to look at the city of God, all pictures of the church. You know, the Lord showed me something. Uh, this is, in a way, this is free, but it's setting something up for a little bit later. Um, he, he gave me a picture of of, of preachers that a little bit I haven't seen before, um, and I felt like he kind of said, "You know, preachers are chefs. A preacher is a chef, and part of your job your job is to serve as spiritual food. And you know, as as a chef, um, you're." You're not supposed to just have good food, which is part of the job. You're supposed to have good food. But you're supposed to be balanced, right? Um, you're supposed to give not just the meat, but you're supposed to have meat and vegetables. And, um, you know, for us, sometimes sometimes you want comfort food, which our family, it's more like macaroni and cheese and pasta, you know, uh, pizza. You know, we, we, do, we do pizza every week. It's comfort food. Um, for me, I you know, I, I am, I'm a meat guy. I like steak, you know, and um, for me, you know, I, I don't know if you know steaks, but I like a good porterhouse. You know, you, you, 
with to, when you look down at a nice big thick steak that you have to eat some before you can put anything else on your plate. For me, that is the, the I, I love it. But, you know, it's not just about steak. It's also about, it's also about the vegetables. It's about the balanced diet. And it's about, you know, having milk as well. And so this morning, this is a, this could be a steak message, all right? But I'm going to try to just give a little bit of that. You know, think fajitas. I, you know, I'm going to slice up the steak. <laughs> but I also, what I want to do is I want to boil it down into something that is, is hopefully pretty tangible and hopefully that, um, boy, I just went right along with, it, with the worship this morning. Um, and so hopefully I, hopefully I can boil this down and we don't get caught up in the steak um, together because there's, there's so much rich stuff. But I'm going to, if you'll have to forgive me if I gloss over a lot of it and we'll have to just uh, come back at a later time and uh, dig in because it's, um, you know, I could, it could take an hour of just lecture to go through all the symbolism here. Okay. So having said that, let's look at uh, Revelation 21. Going to go into 22 just a little bit. Then I want to explain it uh, a little bit further. So it starts out uh, in verse 1. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, is that a picture we've seen just recently? Cool. He, he brings it right back together, right? And who is the bride adorned for her husband? The church, right? Us. And so now he's bringing that picture back in and he's saying this bride adorned for her husband is, is a city. Really wild, isn't it? It's a cool picture, though. I heard a, a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men and he will dwell among them and they shall be his people. And God Himself will be among them. So not only I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, going, I'm explaining as I'm going. Not only is it a city, but it's also a tabernacle, right? He will wipe every tear away from their eyes, and there'll no longer be any death. There'll be no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away, which we, we actually saw that too when we, uh, three or four weeks weeks ago, right? First, Second Corinthians five. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Isn't it cool how God is just putting all this together? Um, behold, he uh, sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Now, skip just, I'm going to skip down here to uh, verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her brilliance was like a very costly stone, as a stone of crystal clear jasper. It had a great and high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels and names were written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel. There were three gates on the east, and three gates on the north, and three gates on the south, and three on the west. And the wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod to measure the city and its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square and its length is as great as the width. And he measured the city with the rod, 
uh, 15, well, let me, let me actually give it in cubits. It's 12,000 cubits, and its length and width and height are equal. And he measured its wall, 140, no, it wasn't cubits, it was stadia, I'm sorry. I was, I was trying to translate on the fly here. Uh, 12,000 stadia. Is that, what does your Bible say? Does anybody have it in stadia? Okay, good, thank you. I usually the New American Standard is I, I love, but what what they did here is they they tried to transfer it over into American units with miles and yards and stuff, and it totally misses the symbolism. So they they tried to translate it, and in fa- and they gave something that totally was meaningless. <laughs> so it's it's a lot better when you stick to this to the um, twelve thousand stadia measured its wall which was uh, 144 cubits, is that right? Uh, according to human measurements, which are also angelic measurements. The material of the wall was jasper. The city was pure gold like clear glass. Foundation stones of the city wall were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation stone was jasper, second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, ninth topaz, tenth Chrysus praise, 11th jacinth, 12th amethyst. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. The street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God the Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of the Lord has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb, for the light of the world has come. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. In the daytime, for there will be no night there, its gates will never be closed. And they will bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And nothing unclean, and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then show me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, on, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his bondservants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will uh, no longer be any night, and they will not have any need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Um, I think I'm going to have to um, come back next week and do some more of this um, because we just don't have time. Mm-hmm. But that's all right. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> that's great. Um, that's an appetizer. An appetizer that, that's good. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, let, let's do this. Um, Let me let me start to explain just a little bit of this as an appetizer. 
And uh, then we'll come back next week, and I want to get into a little bit more of the application. Okay? Is that fair enough? So everything I said earlier about getting to just, you know, boiling it down, I'm going to wait till next week to boil it down. All right? So let me just start to explain some of this. Then I'll, I'll touch on that next week, the ex- some of the explanations some more. And um, then I really want to hopefully bring it down to something that we can all use individually. All right? So um, when, you, when you look at this passage, you see this, this city coming down from God. And immediately um, <laughs> I, I, I saw a... Um, a deal on the space station where they had some issues that they fixed. I'm like, you know, people before have said, "Oh, this is you know." You, you think about this city actually coming down, in in you know, like like a space station coming down from the heavens. And and please don't do that, okay? This is biblical language, all right? That that even Isaiah uses, and what John is doing is taking some of this really biblical language and making a picture. And it's a, you know, we do the same thing when we make pictures like this. You know, it's very poetic. Okay, you know, you might, you might say, um, uh, uh, you, you think about um, the night before Christmas. His, his nose is like a cherry. His, his cheeks, how rosy his nose is like a cherry. And he, when he laughs, he shakes like a, like a bowl full of jelly. Okay? Did, did he, does he have jelly in his belly? You know, does he is his, you know, we, we we do this in poetic language. Her 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 lips her lips are um, her lips are like a rose. You know, or, you know we use metaphor. We use simile. Or we use metaphor. Um, they were hungry, uh, a, a ravenous hunger, like you know, a, a bear, like a mama bear with her cubs, right? Very poetic. So please don't take this as literal. Like like I said, with the New American Standard, they tried to make it literal when they shouldn't have. And really messed up all the symbolism. So you've got this city, which is also the church. Now, it, they, they immediately have this city measured out, which you see in Ezekiel as well. And the measurement is what? Can somebody tell me what um, some of you mathematicians, math teachers, they, they measure the, it out. And what, what's the what's this city look like? What? It's a cube. Have you ever seen a city that's a cube? It's as high and wide and long. It's, it's long. You know, the width, it looks like a cube. Now, do you think that, that cities aren't normally cubes? Okay, even if you have skyscrapers, it's not a cube. So what else in the, in the Old Testament is a cube? Anybody know? Very important. What part of the tabernacle? The Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies. Thank you. So what what the Lord has done is he's taken the picture of the tabernacle. Notice it says this is also a tabernacle. It's a city. It's also the tabernacle. He's taken this picture of the Holy of Holies, the place where God's presence dwells. And he says, I'm going to expand it out. I'm going to expand that tab, that holy of holies, out into an entire city, which is made up of what? Because notice, notice the the foundation stones are are, are what? What's that? Precious gems. Precious, precious gems, and also names of 
the apostles. So you, you have the 12, you have the, the, the foundation of the, um, you have the, the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles, right? So this is believers. Remember in Ephesians 2, where it says that you are living stones built together for a, a dwelling place of God, right? And this is the picture of that. The place where God dwells is made up of living stones. The, the, the Old Testament believers, those who trusted God in the New, Old Testament and the foundation of the apostles, the New Testament believers, living stones were now, it was, it was once a tabernacle, right? It was once the Holy of Holies, the 10 by 10 by 10, you know, a place where God's presence was. And now it is living stones stones where we are the place of god's presence isn't that cool and not only not only that it goes on um uh and and as penny mentioned you know this uh, this place was um adorned with all these precious jewels right uh, by the way, you, you look at that. If, if a city were adorned that way, all right, you, you got these all these these stones, okay, boom, 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 right? Um, I'm missing something in there. I'll have to come back to it. Uh, you know, you've got all these precious jewels. You've got pearls that are get uh, for gates that are open all the time. How how much is that city? Um, what, what does it look like for a defensive position? Not good, right? You've got gates that are open all the time and precious stones for for the mortar in, in between all this, between all your your stones, right? It's not a defensive position. It's 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 it's, it's an expanding city, right? That is open for the nations to come into. Right, we're we are we are. It's not we're not on the defense with okay. We are on the offense, and saying please you know come in with the gospel, and we we are a beautifully adorned bride. Beautifully adorned bride. By the way, the the measurements, and then I'm going to have to close with. I'm not even going to get through my explanation. Um, <laughs> The measurements, you know, it's it's a, a twelve thousand stadia. It should remind you of the um, uh, the number twelve times a thousand. Okay, so you got the the twelve patriarchs, twelve sons of, of Israel, also the the um, twelve apostles, right? If um, if you go the twelve times twelve, it's a, a hundred hundred and forty four million, right? For it, you know one side. Um, the 144 um, for the wall is also a multiple of 12. Remember the 144,000 uh, several chapters before, which is a picture. It's really a picture of um, you know of the new Israel. It goes tribe by tribe, but all the tribes didn't exist. So it's really a picture of the new Israel. The 12 times times 12. It's a perfect picture. So this is a, a when you when you take that picture and come over to the city, you're looking at the perfect example of the family of God. And that's what he's doing there. 
okay, and with the, the gold, the, the stones, the 12 different stones. If you remember the, um, uh, uh, the Levites, the, the high priest, he had a breastplate with the 12 stones. And the way it's worded, actually, kind of in the Greek, there's, there's these um, uh, sets of four. It's okay, into the 12. And it's, it's this new priesthood of believers. <laughs> I'm so out of time. It's, uh, but that's okay. Um, let, me, let me just try to close real quickly with, with this. All right, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll dig into this a little bit more. And I'm just going to leave you hanging. So if you want to read it this week and go, well, where in the world is he going with that? <laughs> go ahead. Um, so I'm sorry I'm not getting to uh, where I wanted to. But you know, one of the great things um, about Scripture is it all ties together. Mm-hmm. It just it ties together so perfectly. Um, flip over. It, I'm going to end in Revelation chapter 1, okay, just for, for real quick. Let me, tell me, let me um, ask you, Genesis chapter like 1 through 3, um, okay, Genesis 1 through 3, what, what do you, get, give me the, the major big points, Genesis 1, 1, uh, one through 3. Creation, right? You've got the, the whole of creation, culminating with what? Okay, well, the fall, uh, a little bit later on, but the, the height of the creation was? man right so you've got god putting all creation into existence and then culminating with i am going to create man male and female i'm going to create them i'm going to give them dominion over the earth and then you see um, in chapter two man's alone right and he's looking for a he's looking for a, a mate and all the animals come before him and, and he says this is really nice lord but i don't think this is going to fit Right, this this is just not, not going to work. And God says, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to make you a a helpmeet. Okay, I'm going to make you somebody who's just perfect for you." And he, he um, takes out of his out of the rib, out of his side, creates woman, and then you have them together. Okay, so you've got one one man because uh, they become one flesh. Right, that's what it says at the what is it, the end of chapter two, and uh, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they'll become one flesh, right? And then you have the fall. And the rest of the Bible is what do you do with the fall? Well, the book of Revelation comes along, and it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you will, Genesis 1 and 2 was the revelation of Adam. This is how man came in and the revelation of the book of revelation is this is the second adam this is how all of it is going to play out this is how god is going to bring restoration to all the mess that you have 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 had in the last 66 books this is how it's all going to change the revelation of jesus which that's one one Verse 1-7 says, Behold, he's coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. So you've got, you've got the revelation of man. So what would you expect if it's going back to the basics in the beginning? You've got the revelation of man. In the, in the beginning, you had man and you had 
someone that was going to come beside him, right? You had woman. You had, the, uh, you had Eve. So what, she, what should you expect if you have the revelation of the, of the second Adam? You should have the woman, right? Because, because it's a unified, right? It, it's a one flesh. So you have the revelation of Jesus and his bride. Jesus and his bride. And we're going to see next week, it all ends up in the garden image again with the, with the water flowing out and the tree of life um, on each side, okay? Because the whole point of the whole of Scripture is to bring the garden back to the earth. All of it. Bring the garden back to the earth. How's he going to do it? Initially, you had a man and a woman in the garden, right? Fill it. Now you've got another man and woman saying, fill it with the garden once again. And that's us. Okay? So that's it in a nutshell. And we're going to get down. I want to I dig it a little bit deeper. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get to the point that we can all grasp hold of. But uh, we will get that next week. Okay? So read this and say, well, where is he going with this? Because he's got to be, he's got to have something in there. And um, we'll discuss it some more next week. But it's re- really good to um, uh, hear all of our normal. Pray for the, pray for the birthdays and and um, what Anne had always goes right along with where we're going. And Karis as well. That was so good. Thank you, sweetie. All right. So um, let me pray. And uh, if there's anybody who has any specific prayer needs. Please come and see me afterwards, right? Lord, thank you so much. Lord, I... Uh, um, Lord, I, I wasn't able to give what you got for everybody, but that's all right. I pray that you will impart to each person, um, impart life, impart hope, Lord, thank you for the application, what, what Karis gave. Lord, that, that we need to be a community of love for one another. Lord, thank you that, um, that you gave us uh, the, that small little snippet, that picture of, of how we need to care for each other. Lord, we, I pray that you'll help us to take hold of that to love one another in, in such a beautiful and, and uh, difficult at times way, but a way that we are all built up even through hard times. And Lord, I, I pray as we, we look at this picture, even over this next week, of who we are as this city and temple of God. Lord, I pray that you'll speak to us and that you will Reveal yourself to us in a very, very special way. And Lord, I I bless each person here, each family that's represented. I bless them with health and life and strength. I bless them with your hope, with your peace, with your joy. Lord, I bless them with, um, with your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Lord, as we go out, I pray that you will put people in our path that we can minister to. 
Lord, for anybody in, in this area who needs ministry, put them in our path this week somehow. And Lord, use us. I pray for a wonderful harvest, a harvest of souls to come in. Lord, to come in right here. Lord, that, that your presence would draw them in. That you'd use us to go out and to, um, to touch people. Touch people in our family, our friends, every group that we're a part of in this area. Lord, use us. In Jesus' name. Amen.